what I do like about the city is like there are little things that every once in a while just like I'm like oh never mind you know like the Folsom Street Fair I can be getting down on the city like oh what the fuck is this place man this is bullshit and then I go to and Folsom Street Fair happens I'm like oh there's two guys jerking each other off while wearing little sailor outfits while somebody else is pooping on them I'm like yeah this is great go San Francisco you guys just do that that was Brocast Stewart I'm Jeff and this is Storied San Francisco welcome to episode 15 Stuart Schuffman, also known as Brocast Stuart, does a lot of things. He had a national TV show, he's published books, he's run for mayor of San Francisco, and for about 10 years now, he's run Brocast Stuart's goddamn website, a destination for arts and culture here in the city. In this podcast, Stuart will share the story of moving here. We recorded this episode at the Willows in January 2018. Here's Stuart. Uh, so yeah, I was 21. I moved up here, and this is more like just setting the tone, I guess, of what the city felt like more than anything. 2003. 2002. Two. No, yeah. So 2002, I moved to the city, and then I, I, you know, I was here for the summertime, and then I um, went back to San Francisco, Santa Cruz, to finish my senior year of college. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I met a girl when I was up here, as you do, mm-hmm. and uh, so I spent my entire senior year every other weekend in San Francisco. We'd alternate weekends. She'd go down to Santa Cruz, one I'd come up here. So pretty much from summer 2002, I was here all. Nearly all the time. Right. But yeah, me and my buddy just moved up here and we, we shared a, we both slept on an air mattress on what was probably a living room with no door. Mm-hmm. You know, we were 21 years old. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was in town for a few weeks and I was like excited. I was 21 and um, I, we decided to meet girls and, you know, girls who had like, it was had internet because <laughs> like, it, it was DSL. Yeah, it was 2002. I remember it was, it was 2002, and I don't think you know internet wasn't nearly as important then, you know. And so like, where me and Monty, my buddy, were staying, I don't think we had internet in the house. Mm-hmm. We might have. I, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think we did. So I remember like thinking like, oh, it'd be really nice to meet a cute girl and and have a great summer fling and get to use her internet sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! So, um, yeah. So we're living, and like we met. I met all these people who I'm still friends with today. You know, that first summer because I was living on Haight Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so much happened. I found my neighbor dead in the hallway that summer. Okay, he's an older guy who like had a heart attack and fell. Jeez. Uh, part he, of Haight, uh, Haight and Central. Um, okay, right upper Haight. Um, and then you know, I met my first serious girlfriend um, on the 71 bus. <laughs> but I remember um, having met Tia, and. Um, you know, I gave her my number, and I was like, "Hey, you know, you're in town. Cause she was just visiting. You're in town for a few days. Hit me up." Because she was visiting, but she was about to go here for school, for mm-hmm. college. So uh, that night, I remember um, being in the where was I? The night before that, I had been in the Gold Cane, and I'd met a girl there and totally hit it off and got her phone number. And I remember thinking she was one thing. I was like, maybe she'll let me use her internet. She also <laughs> lives in Hate Street. This is great. She's this cute blonde girl. And I remember. I had called her because this is before you texted people because mm-hmm. texting didn't really exist. And I remember the call was like, "Hi, hello," you know, awkward, whatever. And I just I, I had got on the phone with her and she was like, "Oh, hello, I got another call." And I got another call and it happened to be Tia who I'd met on the bus. Yes. And uh, I literally had, had a split, mom, split decision. I was like, "Which one do I go with right now?" So I was like, "Oh, Tia's only visiting for a few days. I'll go with her." So I said the other girl, I was like, "Hey, let me call you back." So I get this, this came up. Never called her again. That was that. Yeah. But uh, and then I was with Tia from that point on. That next that night even. For like uh, three and a half years after that. Wow. Yeah, right? Um, that summer was crazy. Monty, who I was sharing the room with, uh, he had a shit summer. He 
not only almost lost an eye because like something hit him in the face. He also um, broke his wrist, and so he had to go home. So then I had this room to myself for the other one part of the summer, and it was like I was too honest. So I I had very little money because I couldn't get a job because I was working at the internship three times a week. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get another job, and mm-hmm. it was just this amazing experience of being wide open to this brand new city. And it was at a time when, like, you know, the, the bubble had just burst. Yep. And things were wide open. And, um, you know. Jobs you were impossible to get, but apartments were, like, all over the right. place. Yeah. And I. Uh, and it had been the reverse before that. Right. And, you know, back then I lived up very little. Um, not that little, but not much more now. But, like, I had enough to, like, you know, got a slice of pizza, a fat slice, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I'd be able to afford, you know, a little bit of booze and every once in a while a beer at. Uh, at a Murillo's, the beers were like a dollar fifty then, or something yep. like that. It was the only place I could afford to drink. Yep. And I just spent the whole summer just, you know, exploring the city by bus and by foot, and like, you know, out of a lot of downtime. And so me and Monty would just get on a bus and ride it till it ended. Whoa. And then get off. Then I've still never done that. Get on. I've always wanted to get back on the bus and ride it back. Yeah. You know, and we'd go on all kinds of adventures like that. We would just meet cool people who were also here. Because back then, in San Francisco, people would come to San Francisco because they wanted to be in San Francisco. Right. It wasn't because it was just some fucking job. It was like they wanted this weird, freaky place to be in. So they came and they came in clumps. You met one person from D.C., you met six people from D.C. Because mm-hmm. one person moved out here and their friends came out here, you know. Mm-hmm. So you met people from little clumps from all over the U.S. And then, you know. As the years went on, more and more left, and fewer and fewer came. But uh, it was just this beautiful time when anything was possible because I was young and naive enough to say yes to everything. Yep, I still say yes to a little too much, to be <laughs> honest. But like, um, but like, but also like, you know, you just make, you begin hatred and you'd be like talking to somebody and like, you want to go smoke a joint? Sure, let's go smoke a joint. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you had this fucking adventure all day, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, Hate Street was like my my center for a while because even you know. Uh, after I left the hate and went back to Santa Cruz, my girlfriend was living at USF. She was going to school there. So uh, when I'd come up here, I'd get on the fucking bus in Santa Cruz, go over the hill, get to the Caltrain station, take Caltrain up to King Street. Then I would get on the N. Is that what I would get on? I think I would get on the Yeah, I'd get on the N and then go all the way to Colin Carl. To the 40. Three. No, then no. I'd walk. I'd walk. Oh, I'd okay. walk down to the Panhandle and then up to USF. Yeah, like That's every dedication. every other week. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're 21, you're freshly in love, and you like feel things. You do stupid shit. Um, I remember going to Zeitgeist for the first time, okay. uh, and that was the first time I also saw anybody shooting heroin or shooting anything in their arm because we were walking the down. You know that the um, the mural behind Safeway of the, of the Wiggle. Yeah, yeah. So I was walking that back there, back from Zeitgeist that first time, and seeing somebody shoot up back there. Wow. But I mean, Zeitgeist was so much more um, biker-ish it was, than it was hella. It was, biker. it was a biker bar, totally. you know. And so we'd go, and both bi- kinds of bikes, motorcycles and bicycles. Yep. It'd be bike messengers. Dude, do you remember when the mission when it was like, uh, like back then hipsters looked like bike messengers, right? Now they look like Apple employees or something <laughs> like that, like. But like you know, they'd have like like you know them and their dog would have matching bandanas around their necks, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and mm-hmm. like 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 marks on their leg from like uh, the grease from their bicycle. Yep. Yeah, that's one thing that, that about the hipsters that like hipsters, whatever you know, is that even a thing anymore? But like, I miss hipsters. I, I miss them. I miss I hipsters. Miss hipsters. I miss bitching about hipsters. <laughs> Here's my thing about hipsters. Like, I'd rather like people be really passionate about really good music yeah. than like be like, oh yeah, I really like Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, man. Right. You know? Do you really? 
Right. Do you really? No. I'd rather you wax on about some strange band from Ottawa yeah. that nobody's heard of than like fucking like, yo, the new T-Swift is great, yeah. bro. You know? Or make music. Yeah. People used to come here and make music. I don't know. Do people still do that? I don't know. They go to Oakland. <laughs> like if I was 22, right. if I was 21 now, I'd move to Oakland. Yeah. There's no, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be able to move here. Exactly. Well, I can't move to Oakland either. Not anymore. It's too expensive. God damn it. Anyway. So when I was um, 21, I was living in Santa Cruz. I was going to UC Santa Cruz. And I had, uh, I got an internship up here in San Francisco at Bill Graham Presents. At the time when it existed, it was a, a company through uh, concerts at the Fillmore, the Warfield, all over. Um, and so I got this internship. And uh, this is a funny part of the story. This is... This is ridiculous. Uh, so the night before, I was, um, I don't know if it was, if it was like moving up here. No, what it was, I was coming to look at apartments. And me and my buddy, Monty, who I was going to live with, uh, this is this is totally tangential, but um, we yes. drank a bunch the night before. We got in his car, and we're driving up, and we stop <laughs> at, a, at 7, no, at a, at a, we stop at In-N-Out mm-hmm. and get some food. And I'm sitting there, and I'm eating my burger, and I, I shart. You know, I totally sharted in In-N-Out in Daily City. While eating? Yeah, I was just like, I, know. I thought I was farting and I sharted. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and so and so you remember, I'm 21. So, you know, being a teenager wasn't that long before that. So I still right. had like my name written in my underwear from like summer camp, you know. <laughs> so I go in the bathroom and like, I plan on like getting rid of, taking off my underwear and like throwing it in the trash can. Mm-hmm. But it's just, the trash can's already overflowing with stuff and there's no room. So like, what do I fucking do with this underwear? It's disgusting. So I kind of like, like ball it up and like toss it behind the uh, the, the toilet, right? But like, it had my fucking name in it. So to this day, I'm still worried I'm going to meet somebody like, wait, oh yeah, I'm Stuart Shuffman. Wait, Stuart Shuffman? Like, I found your shitty underwear at In-N-Out when I had to clean that up. <laughs> oh, my God. But anyway, so... Um, Which In-N-Out was this? Daily City. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know the one. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know I found those. <laughs> yeah, that that was me. That's why you're here today. You're disgusting human being, Stuart. <laughs> I brought you here today to talk about your sharding. I have an unfortunate <laughs> amount of sharding stories, to be honest. <laughs> Are they San Francisco sharding stories? Uh... Yeah, here's okay, one. Then it's on theme. <laughs> this is it. all right. Good, because that's kind of a shoddy story. Do uh, this one is actually more recent than I'd like to admit. Um, <laughs> wow, this is this where this is going, huh? So a little while ago, I was um, it was a friend's birthday, and we were party pretty hard. There was booze. It was like you know brunch and uh, mezcal in the morning, and then like dancing in the park, then party bus, and yada mm-hmm. yada yada, and um. On the party bus, we'd already been party for a number of hours at this point, and I'm making out with these two girls, and they're a couple, and we're going to probably have a threesome later, and I'm like, this is great, and it's going really well. And then just when we're getting off the, we're getting off the bus to go into this warehouse to party some more, and I kind of let one slide, and it slid a lot more than I wanted yeah. it to, and I, I totally sharded. And there's nothing more discouraging than like the idea of like, nothing to discourage the idea of a threesome than the idea of pulling down your pants and smelling like shit. You know? yeah. So like... I Unless they're into that, that true, but I'm, you but, but I'm not into that. No. You know, <laughs> I'm pretty vanilla. Like threesomes are about as fucking kinky as I get. So like, I um, so like you know, I'm like, oh god, what do I do? And it was in warehouse space. It was like there wasn't like a finished bathroom. There was like the one shitty bathroom for like for like f- way too many people. So it was like there's no space for me to like. It was like an open air bathroom basically. So like I couldn't go like clean myself off there. You know, so like I literally had to like abscond. Like, oh, I'm gonna go get some air, guys, and like ran out, 
couldn't find a good bush. To, I finally found a bush to hide behind, and I once again had to toss my underwear. Jeez. This time I, it didn't have your name on it. I no, guess. it had your name on it, actually. <laughs> Just in case. I was like, <laughs> Jeff Hunt. <laughs> but anyways, for those who uh, don't know who I am, um, I do a lot of things. Um, I started off writing zines, which before there was blogs, there were zines, and you could uh, go to Kinko's and photocopy your own publication. Um, it was awesome if you knew someone who worked there. Too. Totally, I, I did not. Best. I went to this place called Pip Printing, and they used to do my zines. They were on Polk Street, uh, so I did zines, and that turned into uh, me writing for Lonely Planet, and I went to Ireland for Lonely Planet, and then after that, I did the Brogast Stewart stuff, but as a, in book form. So I did Brogast Stewart's Guide to Living Cheaply in San Francisco, the one for New York, and then um, around the time my New York book came out, uh, you know, I was interviewed by Gothamist, which is no longer existence. Right. But like, uh, they said, "What do you want to do next?" I said, "I want a motherfucking TV show." And so, uh, about that same time, actually, so my website became a. Um, I changed it over from just being a place to sell zines and stickers and stuff, to um, a place that was a destination for arts and culture mm-hmm. and, and and more. And so, uh, so anyway, so that was about 2008. 2009 is when I really turned. No, 2008 is when I made the website more of a destination. And then um, for San Francisco or for San Francisco and New York, and New York I, I've okay. always done both uh, because that, at that point I had books for both, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, while the New York following is kind of like you know waxes and wanes, or whatever the San Francisco following is much larger, much much larger. That's because I'm here, sure. and uh, it's you know the center of what I do is here. Um, in 2011, you know, uh, you know, I said uh, you know in the interview in 2008, I said hey, I want to do a motherfucking TV show. In 20 th- 2011, it happened. I had a show on IFC called. Young, Broken, Beautiful, and I got to travel around the U.S. exploring the weird, wonderful, and different cities. Wow. Uh, it was a great experience. Um, but unfortunately, we made a really great show, but the, the fortunate part was we didn't make a comedy show. Mm-hmm. But, you know, after we shot everything and everything was in the can, IFC has said, hey, by the way, we're a comedy network now. And so we're like, you know, it, what we made was funny sometimes. Uh, I can be a funny person. But like comedic it was, moments. But it wasn't a comedy show. It was a travel show. Yeah. So that was one season, whatever. Uh, and then, um, you know... 20, 2015, I ran for mayor of San Francisco, yes, and I, I did not win, thankfully. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Well, yeah. And then um, You're, you might not be talking to me right now. Well, definitely not. I'd be like, "Fuck you guys." Mm. But I'm thinking you might on not uh, you might also not be dead like our now former <laughs> mayor, <laughs> or they would have had me killed. So who knows? Right. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, now it's 2018, and um. I was just doing all the shit. I've been doing lots and lots of it, you know, as well as, I mean, and, and then also in those years, I've done tons of other small little art, artsy projects. Like, I did a live um, uh, talk show for a year and a half. Oh, okay. I'm it was called sure. The Kind of Late Show at Broke Ass Stewart. Okay. And uh, it was really cool. And then, um, I mean, all kinds of shit. I, I just want to make stuff for a living. And luckily, I get to do that most of the time. Yeah. It's getting harder and harder to do that. You know, because the means of production, while they are in your hands, the means of making money are getting slowly stripped away. Because everybody expects everything to be free. Mm-hmm. 20 years is a generation, mathematically speaking, in culture, whatever, right? And so it's been 20 years just about since Napster came out. So we have literally an entire generation who've wow. been, who expect everything that's created to be free. Mm-hmm. And they think you're a asking for handouts and begging like a, like a beggar when you just say, hey, the things I create cost me money to make. I'd love it if you could take part in that, you know? And because that's really the push I've been making. Like the only way I can continue doing Broke Ass Stewart is if uh, the people who consume it uh, become active participants in, in supporting it. Do you think there's a mindset that, uh, or or do you think uh, these consumers who expect everything to be free even give thought to what it 
takes to produce. No, not at all. It's just it's just them. It's like they're just like they're like give me, give me, give me this. Right, nah, right. Nah, you yeah, know, and like you, have, you try to explain to them, and sometimes they're like, oh, I get it now, and some of them just like don't respond because you know I'm so sick. Like I'm on, today, I'm like at this day where I'm just like fuck everybody on the internet, just mm-hmm. fuck them all. Mm-hmm. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at StoriedSF. Our Facebook page is Storied San Francisco. The website is storiedsf.com. And if you'd like to email us, it's storiedsf at gmail.com. The photo of Stuart on social media and the website is by Michelle Kilfeather. Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald, a.k.a. Joe Bigale. Thanks for listening. Check back next week when we'll hear from BFFFM founder Amanda Guest. Mm-hmm.